What's up? Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. This is going to be a short observation, right? I was looking at some numbers, and it was an article breaking down how many, like which countries, which European countries in the U.S. are giving the most aid to Ukraine. And, you know, this is part of the reason why, I, you know, I formed Political Ramble was because a lot of political pundits do, do a half-assed job. So what I mean by that is they're so focused on their left spectrum or their right spectrum and playing with teams and they were never strong internationally anyway with, with you know, international politics. And trust me, that affects your domestic politics too because we live in a capitalist system and the system that we kind of live in is kind of a global system, Right? Let's be honest. I mean, we can send money to almost anywhere, in the, any, anybody anywhere in the world, right? Especially if you're talking about within the you know, Western countries. I want to send some money, right? I got, I got clients in Australia and in, in New Zealand and in France and England, right? They, they pay, boom, right? Electronically, they send the money. We get the same news, right? We get the same, I mean, our military is online. Realistically, on an upper level, we're the same country. And so, a lot of times, that's why for me, and when, like, like when you hear CIA men talk, they, well, they say they don't pay attention to domestic politics, right? Most of the time, domestic politics is theater. If you really don't want to know a politician, I've said this in my one, in beginning of political rabble. I said, if you want to know a politician's true intentions, look at their foreign policy. Now, that doesn't always help. I like Tulsi Gabbard. Her foreign policy was solid. But she ended up being a fraud. It's not foolproof. But Bernie Sanders always had a terrible foreign policy. Andrew Yang, a guy I liked, always had a terrible foreign policy. So Donald Trump has bad foreign policy, but believe it or not, I actually hate the Democratic foreign policy more. That's why I've never been... Like, what really got me to really step away from Trump... I was never a Trump supporter, but I wasn't a hater. I just didn't love how... I, didn't, I hated how he dealt with COVID. I hated it. I really did. And that, then I was like, actually, I can't be neutral. But I was never as hard on Trump as others, especially people on the left, was because his foreign policy wasn't, it was awful, but it wasn't, no, it's bad. Democratic foreign policy is awful, right? So in that sense, you know, from that angle, right, now we go into this topic, right, where it was kind of common knowledge. When you deal with NATO, and you deal with this anti-Russia segment, right, segment, what happens? Realistically, if you look at it from a NATO, a lot of that shit has come from England and America. And everybody else is going along. Trust me, Germany is one of... Because, you know, when you deal with politics, you got to deal with cultural ties. Not really West Germany, East Germans. East Germans are like half Slavs. Seriously. Like... There's a lot of ties between Russia and Germany, right? Germany, Russia was Germany, one of the big, Germany's biggest trading partners. Germany didn't want to go to war with Russia, right? But they have, they had no choice. France is playing good cop, bad cop. France was actually the power that Russia trusted more to kind of negotiate between them and the rest. They didn't want to see U.S. or fucking England, right? So it was the U.S. and England or United Kingdom that was really pushing this stuff, Right? 
And guess what? Those are two countries that are giving the most money. Germany and France have been pit- I mean, even England hasn't really given that much. Has been pitiful. Pitiful. No country ever even gave more than $2 billion. America only one gave it $30 billion. America's number was crazy. Right? No country. France was like 1.2 and Germany was like 1.1 billion. Everybody else was under, was under a billion. And these are big economies. And not only these are big economies, these, they're more affected by this than we are. We all the way across the pond. But it's like, you think they don't know that in Russia? You think when they, in Russia, when they say NATO, they know who really, who's really pulling NATO strings? The United States of America. How it's always been. We protected Russia. I mean, we protected Western Europe from Russia since the end of World War II, when the Cold War began. So, in many ways, when you look at it, it, I just find it interesting because you people on the left, particularly, and even the right too, you go into this, you, you know, <laughs> they give you scripts, they tell you how bad Russia is, how great Ukraine is, and you run with it. And there's a lot of story that's not being told. And like I said before, they are no heroes. Russia ain't heroes, Ukraine ain't heroes, NATO ain't heroes. There are no heroes at all in this. Can you imagine us as Americans talking about illegal wars and how much wars we start? <laughs> Let's be honest, right? We kill a million people in Iraq and they didn't have weapons of mass destruction. Let's, cut the, let's keep it 100. So, and this is not to be anti-American. This is to say we need to stop meddling in people's foreign affairs, right? We need to stop because in the end of the day, when you look at it, it was always about weakening Russia. And this is not saying Russia is, is Russia's kind. And then the day, yeah, you could say the eastern part of Russia. Look, I try to be balanced, right? You never hear this in mainstream. Yes, the eastern part of Ukraine is more Russian. So you can say, well, you take those, right? And, they, and when they first started, they took them and they still wanted it. But there's no need to take Kev, right? Or Kiev, right? There's no need to take that. But you're going to do it anyway because in any other way, all governments suck, and it's always about power. It's never about the people. And I get it. I get it. They see NATO expanding, but let's be honest here. Let's be honest. <laughs> this ain't 1985. This is 1995. You see what happened. You see what happened with, with the sanctions. The sanctions didn't even do what NATO wanted to do. America wanted to do. When, when, like, I'm the first one to tell you, NATO was expanding more than they were supposed to. But I'm also going to tell you, NATO is a shelvist for myself. And guess what? America is too. America is too. You, when you see Africa and the Middle East, Latin America is a different audience right now because Latin America, see, Latin America has been doing the smart thing kind of just staying within its own hemisphere. Right? Latin America has always kind of been in its own hemisphere. You know, Cuba rose and stuff like that and Cuba started to get involved in other shit. But for the most part, they, they used to just... They're always kind of being in their own hemisphere, right? But if you look in Africa, you look at the Middle East, those countries, India, they did not go along with the agenda with this Ukraine shit. And again, maybe they didn't get, go along with it because they got a different master. Chinese their master. And just like how, the, just like how America is in the, the boogeyman in the background, we know China's really down Russia, despite them trying to be neutral. So my whole point is all these people are scumbags. All of them are. But when you're getting the news from the media, any news you get is just going to be based on which side 
that source is on. Which team? Now you got some you got some Republicans who want to deep throat Putin because he's an alpha male. So they're gonna be they're anti the war because of that. They're not anti the war because they're not war hungry. Don't have these right wing motherfuckers fool you. They just it's just the left doing it, right? Just the left doing it. So when the left does it, it's wrong. And yes, it's a, it's a shame the left is more has become more war hungry. I do admit that in the last 10 to 15 years. But that's more because the neocons have kind of infiltrated um, the Democratic Party. But the neocons' natural allies are still more Republican. So I don't really expect that to last. I think that, because on the Bush time, neocons are comfortable in the Republicans. I just think when Trump came in, it was a strange time. So you have to jump ship. But I, I still think, I don't really believe this whole, all of a sudden, the right wing doesn't like wars. That's just to me. Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they turn the corner. I don't really believe that. I think part of them saying they don't like wars is like there's a lot of dangerous nationalism going on in, in right wing circles. And when you get that type of nationalism, it tends to be anti-war, but not anti-war for the right reason. You know, I hate to say it sounds like a Barack Obama, but, you know, America is an empire. And when you're an empire, you're always going to take territory. Don't let anybody fool you. Now, you could take it like China, where China doesn't bomb anybody. They do it softer. We're not as skilled as the Chinese, so we just take territory. But both China and America do the same thing. So, I just thought that was interesting, though, because I said this in another podcast a long time ago when I talked about Ukraine. I said, England... And America are really the ones pushing this NATO shit with the Ukraine. And when I saw how we gave so much more money than anybody else, and the second country was, the, was, the, was England, and France and Germany, who have bigger markets, give pitiful money. At the Italy, it was like $200 million. Just tells you, when you guys are making your bullshit takes, right? You got to stop paying attention to the rooks. Stop paying attention to the pawns. Look at the knights. Not the rooks, I'm sorry. Stop paying attention to the pawns. Look at the knights. Look at the rooks. And look at the king in the background. Look at the queen in the background. Slowly pulling all the strings. Because if you don't do that, you're going to be just... You're going to just be repeating bullshit talking points. Ukrainians need us. The Ukrainians are so hurt. They're so innocent. Look, the Ukrainians was bombing Donbass too. They were paying, the Ukrainians was bombing eastern Ukraine. This is a family squabble. That's all it is. It's a family squabble. I made a, a podcast episode where I basically said, up until the 19th century, Ukraine was Russia. <laughs> Ukraine was Imperial Russia. This is a family squabble. Now, that doesn't mean Ukraine doesn't have the right to have their own independence. But it also means that in this world, it's about compromise. And Russia is not Grenada. So while Ukraine might have the... The right to say that? We don't have the right to risk the fear of the world. That bullshit. I tell you that. I tell you that. So, Cyrus King, his, his, his observation was supposed to be five minutes and went to 12. But it's because I love y'all. Until next time, peace.